I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're going to be looking at Jeremiah chapters 41 through 45. Chapter 41 of Jeremiah is a continuation of a story that began back in Jeremiah chapter 40. It concerns Gedaliah. Verse 1, Now it came to pass in the seventh month that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, the son of Elishama, of the seed royal, and princes of the king, even ten men with him, came unto Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, to Mizpah, and there they did eat bread together in Mizpah. Then arose Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and the ten men that were with him, and smote Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, with the sword, and slew him, whom the king of Babylon had made governor over the land. Ishmael also slew all the Jews that were with him, even with Gedaliah at Mizpah, and the Chaldeans that were found there, and the men of war. And it came to pass the second day after they had slain Gedaliah, and no man knew it, that there came certain from Shechem, from Shiloh, and from Samaria, even fourscore men having their beards shaven, and their clothes rent, and having cut themselves with offerings and incense in their hand, to bring them to the house of the Lord. And Ishmael the son of Nethaniah went forth from Mizpah to meet them, weeping all along as he went. And it came to pass, as he met them, he said unto them, Come to Gedaliah the son of Ahikam. And it was so, when they came into the midst of the city, that Ishmael the son of Nethaniah slew them, and cast them into the midst of the pit, he and the men that were with him. But ten men were found among them that had said unto Ishmael, Slay us not, for we have treasures in the field of wheat and of barley and of oil and of honey. So he forbear and slew them not among their brethren. Now the pit wherein Ishmael cast all the dead bodies of the men whom he had slain because of Gedaliah, was it which Asa the king had made for fear of Baashal, king of Israel. And Ishmael the son of Nethaniah filled it with them that were slain. Then Ishmael carried away captive all the residue of the people that were in Mizpah, even the king's daughters and all the people that remained in Mizpah, whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had committed to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, and Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, carried them away captive and departed to go over to the Ammonites, who in Johanan, the son of Kariah, and all the captains of the forces that were with him, heard of all the evil that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, had done, Then they took all the men and went to fight with Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and found him by great waters that are in Gibeon. Now it came to pass that when all the people which were with Ishmael saw Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces, that they were with him, then they were glad. So all the people that Ishmael had carried away captive from Mizpah cast about and returned, and went into Johanan, the son of Korea, But Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, escaped from Johanan with eight men and went to the Ammonites. Then took Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces that were with him, and all the remnant of the people whom he had recovered from Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, from Mizpah, after that he had slain Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, 
even mighty men of war, and the women, and the children, and the eunuchs, whom he had brought again from Gibeon. And they departed and dwelt in the habitation of Kimham, which is by Bethlehem, to go to enter into Egypt. Because of the Chaldeans, for they were afraid of them, because Ishmael the son of Nethaniah had slain Gedaliah the son of Ahikam, whom the king of Babylon made governor in the land. You'll recall that after the fall of Jerusalem in 586 B.C., Nebuchadnezzar, who was king of Babylon, made a guy named Gedaliah governor of the poor Jews, who were not deported at the time of the fall. We saw that back in Jeremiah chapter 40. Now, let's get our Gedaliah straight. This is Gedaliah the son of Ahikam, not Gedaliah the son of Pashur. Gedaliah the son of Pashur was very cruel to Jeremiah, but Gedaliah the son of Ahikam, his residence was actually in Mizpah, a few miles northwest of Jerusalem. In Jeremiah chapter 40, a plot was discovered to assassinate Governor Gedaliah. But the new governor ignored it. As it turns out, Ishmael, who was a descendant of King David, comes to town for an evening of fine dining with the new Babylonian-endorsed governor. The evening takes a turn for the worst when Ishmael does, in fact, assassinate Gedaliah, along with all the Jews who were with him. And we see in this chapter that he had a little help to help him secure the task here. After a couple of days passed, he also murders a group of men from towns within the northern kingdom's territory who, who were headed to the temple site to worship. He spared only those of the group who promised him treasure. The temple had been ransacked by Nebuchadnezzar's army, but these men were taking their non-blood sacrifices to the temple nonetheless. The fact that these pilgrims had cut themselves, we see that in verse 5, is somewhat curious. That may have been as a result of a mixture of some pagan ritual along with Jewish worship. Cutting oneself was actually forbidden by the law of Moses, as we see in Leviticus 19.28, and also in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 1. A man named Johanan had warned of the assassination plot back in Jeremiah chapter 40, but Gedaliah dismissed his warning without taking any action whatsoever. He's the one here in chapter 41 who discovers the slaughter of Gedaliah and the others. He pursues the murdering Ishmael as he heads for refuge into Ammon with hostages from the governor's house and tow. Ishmael manages to escape, but Johanan does rescue his captives. Now Johanan is faced with the decision, do we stay in Judah or do we flee to Egypt? Nebuchadnezzar is going to be really steamed when he finds out his appointed governor Gedaliah has been assassinated. There is no telling what terror Nebuchadnezzar might bring on Judah as a result of this assassination. And that brings us to chapter 42, verse 1. Then all the captains of the forces, and Johanan the son of Korea, and Jezaniah the son of Hoshea, and all the people from the least even unto the greatest, came near and said unto Jeremiah the prophet, Let we beseech thee, our supplication be accepted before thee, and pray for us unto the Lord thy God, even for all this remnant. For we are left but a few of many, as thine eyes do behold us. That the Lord thy God may show us the way wherein we may walk, and the thing that we may do. Then Jeremiah the prophet said unto them, I have heard you, behold, I will pray unto the Lord your God according to your words. And it shall come to pass that whatsoever thing the Lord shall answer you, I will declare it unto you, and I will keep nothing back from you. 
Then they said unto Jeremiah, The Lord be true and faithful witness between us. If we do not even according to all things for the which the Lord thy God shall send thee to us, whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God, to whom we send thee, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. And it came to pass after ten days that the word of the Lord came into Jeremiah. Then called he Johanan the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces which were with him, all the people from the least, even to the greatest. And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord thy God of Israel, whom ye sent me to present your supplication before him. If ye will still abide in this land, then I will build you, and not pull you down, and I will plant you, and not pluck you up, for I repent me of the evil that I have done unto you. Be not afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Be not afraid of him, saith the Lord. For I am with you to save you, and to deliver you from his hand. And I will show mercies unto you, that he may have mercy upon you, and cause you to return to your own land. But if you say, We will not dwell in this land, neither obey the voice of the Lord your God, saying, No, but we will go into the land of Egypt, where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet nor have hunger of bread, and there we will dwell. And now therefore hear the word of the Lord, you remnant of Judah. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, If ye wholly set your faces to enter into Egypt, and go to sojourn there, then it shall come to pass that the sword which ye feared shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. And the famine wherein ye were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt, and there ye shall die. So shall it be with all the men that set their faces to go into Egypt to sojourn there. They shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. And none of them shall remain or escape from the evil that I will bring upon them. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, As mine anger and my fury hath been poured forth upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so shall my fury be poured forth upon you when ye shall enter into Egypt. And ye shall be an execration, and an astonishment, and a curse, and a reproach. And ye shall see this place no more. The Lord hath said concerning you, O ye remnant of Judah, go ye not into Egypt. Know certainly that I have admonished you this day. For ye dissembled in your hearts when ye sent me to the Lord your God, saying, Pray for us unto the Lord our God, and according unto all that the Lord our God shall say, so declare unto us, and we will do it. And now I have this day declared it to you, but ye have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God, nor anything for which he hath sent me unto you. Now therefore know certainly that ye shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence in the place where ye desire to go and to sojourn. Johanna and his party of rescuers, finally they go to Jeremiah. They want a word from the Lord. And here's the question. Jeremiah, do we stay in Judah, or do we run to Egypt for safety? After all, the governor of Judah has just been assassinated, so Jeremiah tells him that he'll seek a word from God on this matter. It took him ten days, but Jeremiah finally reports back that their safety rests in Judah and not in Egypt. He tells them that Nebuchadnezzar's wrath will be felt in Egypt, but not in Judah. That's the message. But it takes Jeremiah 14 verses to say it from verse 9 all the way down to verse 22. Now, Jeremiah is very meticulous about his warning here. 
He doesn't want any misunderstandings. So here's what he says. Don't go to Egypt. Stay in Judah. Now, it's worth noting that even though Jeremiah had an inside track with God, it still took him 10 days to get a word from God for these people. That really should serve as a lesson for believers today. God's will for one's life is not necessarily revealed immediately following one's prayer. That brings us to chapter 43. We find that they still don't listen to Jeremiah, beginning with verse 1. And it came to pass that when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking to all the people all the words of the Lord their God, for which the Lord their God had sent him to them, even all these words, then spake Azariah the son of Hosea, and Johanan the son of Korea, and all the proud men, saying unto Jeremiah, Thou speakest falsely. The Lord our God hath not sent thee to say, Go not into Egypt to sojourn there. But Baruch the son of Neriah setteth thee on against us, for to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans, that they might put us to death, and carry us away captives into Babylon. So Johanan the son of Korea and all the captains of the forces and all the people obeyed not the voice of the Lord to dwell in the land of Judah. But Johanan the son of Korea and all the captains of the forces took all the remnant of Judah that were returned from all nations where they had been driven to dwell in the land of Judah, even men and women and children and the king's daughters and every person that Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gedaliah the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Jeremiah the prophet, and Baruch the son of Neriah. So they came into the land of Egypt, for they obeyed not the voice of the Lord. Thus came they even to Tapanis. Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah and Tapanis, saying, Take great stones in thy hand, and hide them in the clay in the brickland, which is at the entry of Pharaoh's house, in Tapanis, in the sight of the men of Judah. And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will send and take Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and will set his throne upon these stones that I have hid, and he shall spread his royal pavilion over them. And when he cometh, he shall smite the land of Egypt, and deliver such as are for death to death, and such as for, for captivity to captivity, and such as are for the sword to the sword. And I will kindle a fire in the house of the gods of Egypt, and he shall burn them, and carry them away captives, and he shall array himself with the land of Egypt, as a shepherd putteth on his garment, and he shall go forth from thence in peace. He shall break also the image of Beth Shemesh, that is in the land of Egypt, and the houses of the gods of the Egyptians shall he burn with fire. Well, let's review the players and the action from chapters 41 and 42 to get a little bit of perspective here. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah as governor of Judah after Jerusalem's demise. Ishmael, a descendant of King David, assassinated Gedaliah, slew the others who accompanied him, and kidnapped even others. Johanan then pursued Ishmael and was able to rescue those who had been kidnapped, but Ishmael got away. So with Nebuchadnezzar's governor having been assassinated, what kind of wrath on the land might be expected in Judah? Johanna wonders if they should flee Judah and go to Egypt for safety. So Johanan seeks Jeremiah's counsel on the issue. Jeremiah says, stay in Judah. Well, despite Jeremiah's word from God that Johanan and company should not flee to Egypt, they once again reject his word from God. Why did they even ask? 
Not only did they pack up their friends and families and head for Egypt, they made Jeremiah and his secretary Baruch go with them. Once there, Jeremiah issues another prophecy, complete with a stone illustration as an object lesson, emphasizing that moving to Egypt was a big mistake. He tells them that Babylon is coming to Egypt. As a matter of fact, Nebuchadnezzar did invade Egypt, we know from historical sources, in 568-567 B.C. Isn't it interesting that despite Jeremiah's prophetic track record of always being correct, Azariah and Johanan accused Jeremiah of being a false prophet. They're convinced that Jeremiah has ulterior motives in a conspiracy with Baruch, Jeremiah's secretary. Jeremiah's prophecy had not been unsolicited. They asked him. Many believers today have their minds made up about their decision before they ever ask God's advice in prayer. They're looking for validation, not direction, just like Azariah and Johanan in this passage. In chapter 44 of Jeremiah, we see that the women take control, beginning with verse 1. The word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews which dwelt in the land of Egypt who dwell at Migdal and at Tapanhes and at Noth, and in the country of Pathros, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, You have seen all the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem and upon all the cities of Judah, and behold, this day they are a desolation, and no man dwelleth therein. Because of their wickedness, which they have committed to provoke me to anger, in that they went to burn incense and to serve other gods whom they knew not, neither they, ye, nor your fathers. Howbeit I sent unto all my servants the prophets, rising early and sending them, and saying, Oh, do not this abominable thing that I hate. But they hearken not, nor incline their ear to turn from their wickedness, to burn no incense unto other gods. Wherefore my fury and mine anger was poured forth and was kindled in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. And they are wasted and desolate as at this day. Therefore now thus saith the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, Wherefore commit ye this great evil against your souls to cut off from you man and woman, child and suckling, out of Judah, to leave you none to remain, in that ye provoke me into wrath with the works of your hands, burning incense unto other gods in the land of Egypt, whither ye gone to dwell, that ye might cut yourselves off, and that ye might be a curse and a reproach among all the nations of the earth. Have ye forgotten the wickedness of your fathers, and the wickedness of the kings of Judah, and the wickedness of their wives, and your own wickedness, and the wickedness of your wives, which they have committed in the land of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? They are not humbled even unto this day. Neither have they feared nor walked in my law, nor in my statutes that I set before you and before your fathers. Therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will set my face against you for evil, and to cut off all Judah. And I will take the remnant of Judah that have set their faces to go in the land of Egypt to sojourn there, and they shall all be consumed and fall in the land of Egypt. They shall even be consumed by the sword and by the famine they shall die, from the least even unto the greatest, by the sword and by the famine, and they shall be an execration and an astonishment, and a curse and a reproach. For I will punish them that dwell in the land of Egypt, as I have punished Jerusalem by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence, so that none of the remnant of Judah which are gone into the land of Egypt to sojourn there shall escape or remain, 
that they should return unto the land of Judah, to which they have a desire to return to dwell there. For none shall return, but such as shall escape. Then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense to other gods, and all the women that stood by, a great multitude, even all the people that dwelt in the land of Egypt and Pathros, answered Jeremiah, saying, As for the word which thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. But we will certainly do whatsoever thine goeth forth out of thine own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offering unto her as we have done, we and our fathers and our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. But since we left off to burn incense to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her, we have wanted all things, and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. And when we burned incense to the Queen of Heaven and poured out drink offerings unto her, did we make her cakes to worship her and to pour out drink offerings unto her without our men? Then Jeremiah said unto all the people, to the men and to the women, to all the people which had given him answer, saying, The incense that ye burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, ye and your fathers and your kings and your princes, and all the people of the land, did not the Lord remember them, and it came not into his mind, so that the Lord could no longer bear, because of the evil of your doings and because of the abomination which ye have committed. Therefore is your land a desolation and an astonishment and a curse without an inhabitant as at this day. Because ye have burned incense and because ye have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, nor walked in his law, nor in his statutes, nor in his testimonies. Therefore, this evil is happening to you as at this day. Moreover, Jeremiah said unto all the people and to all the women, Hear the word of the Lord, all Judah that are in the land of Egypt. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, Ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouths and fulfilled with your hands, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have vowed to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her. You will surely accomplish your vows, and surely perform your vows. Therefore hear ye the word of the Lord, all Judah that dwell in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name, saith the Lord, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, The Lord God liveth. Behold, I will watch over them for evil and not for good. And all the men of Judah that are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by the famine until there be an end of them. Yet a small number that escaped the sword shall return out of the land of Egypt into the land of Judah and all the remnant of Judah that are gone into the land of Egypt to sojourn there. Shall I know whose words shall stand, mine or theirs? And this shall be given unto you, saith the Lord, that I will punish you in this place, that you may know that my word shall surely stand against you for evil. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will give you Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, into the hand of his enemies, and into the hand of them that seek his life, as I gave Zedekiah, king of Judah, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, his enemy that sought his life. This whole chapter is Jeremiah's prophecy, explaining that this Egypt move was the wrong move. An exchange between Jeremiah and the refugees from Judah is seen in this passage. Jeremiah pleads with them to hearken to God's voice on the issue, points out that 
Judah fell because they did not heed the word of God's prophets, but persisted in their worship of the false gods. We see that in verses 1 through 6. Jeremiah then expresses concern that they have removed the remnant of the Jews from Judah and carried them off to Egypt in opposition to God's word that had been given through Jeremiah. We see that in verse 7. Then in verses 8 through 14, Jeremiah outlines the punishment in store for these rebels. They're going to be destroyed in Egypt. It's interesting that they dispute Jeremiah's prophecy once again on the basis that, according to their recollection, when they sacrificed to the pagan gods back in Jerusalem, life was great. Jeremiah points out that the facts do not indicate that their recollection is correct. Their recollection is not even close. While we're here, let's review those facts. Judah prospered under the last good king Josiah for 31 years from 640 to 609 BC. We see that account in 2 Kings 22 and 23. Immediately upon Josiah's death, his evil 23-year-old son Jehoahaz becomes king and leads Judah back to their old pre-Josiah wicked ways. The Egyptian pharaoh takes him captive and appoints his brother Jehoiakim as the new king of Judah. He's also just a puppet king to the pharaoh. Then when the Babylonian army shows up, Jehoiakim becomes his puppet king. Here's the real story on the prosperity of Jerusalem. After the death of Josiah, all the kings that followed were wicked. And Jerusalem, Judah, never prospered after that. All the way down through Jehoiakim, through Jehoiakim, and through Zedekiah, down to the fall of Jerusalem in 586 B.C., life in Judah was, in fact, miserable. Wow! What a flawed memory these people have. Nevertheless, they intend to continue that pagan sacrifice over in Egypt, where they intend to remain. Jeremiah then prophesies that Egypt will be given into the hand of the Babylonians, just like Jerusalem was, along with their Pharaoh. It's a very harsh prophecy found in verses 20 through 30. Except for a small remnant of all of these Jewish refugees will die by the sword there in Egypt. You'll observe in this chapter that the women seem to be exerting the greater influence. The men seem to be speaking on their behalf in verses 15 and following. Notice also that the deity they are worshiping is referred to as the Queen of Heaven. This Queen of Heaven was the old pagan goddess of fertility, and she had a lot of names, actually, uh, sometimes known as Ishtar, Starte, Ashtoreth, and Ashtoreth. She was the goddess of fertility and the female counterpart to Baal. The women seem to be fed up with those masculine gods and are opting for a kinder, gentler alternative. And the men, well, they're just following the women on this one. It's noteworthy that these women apparently viewed life a little differently. Reality aside, they obviously viewed as insignificant that they had not known peace in their land since the God-honoring King Josiah had passed away some 23 plus years ago. Apparently it meant nothing to them that the nation had been kicked around by the Egyptians and the Babylonians. Friends and relatives deported, temple ransacked, meant nothing to them. Jeremiah's book of Lamentations relates us to us the horrible conditions in Jerusalem leading up to and after the fall. 
Their men were doing slave labor. Their children were starving and even being eaten by their parents. Their paradigm for the good life was totally out of touch with reality. That combined with selective memory loss caused them to influence their husbands to make a very bad decision here. You've heard that old saying, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Jeremiah chapter 45. The word that Jeremiah the prophet spake unto Baruch the son of Neriah, when he had written these words in a book at the mouth of Jeremiah, in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, unto thee, O Baruch. Thou didst say, Woe is me now, for the Lord hath added grief to my sorrow. I fainted my sighing, and I find no rest. Thus shall thou say unto him, The Lord saith thus, Behold, that which I have built will I break down, and that which I have planted I will pluck up, even this whole land. And seekest thou great things for thyself? Seek them not, for behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, saith the Lord. But thy life will I give unto thee for a prey in all places whither thou goest. All right, we've backed up a few years, and this uh, prophecy right here is not in chronological order in relationship to chapter 44. We're backed up two kings now, and we're back to Jehoiakim, who was right in the middle of that five king secession that began with Josiah and ended with Zedekiah. Jehoiakim was the second of Josiah's sons, and he was a puppet king who really never had a chance. So in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, when Jeremiah uh, had Baruch transcribe his prophecy concerning the fall of Jerusalem, and he had him take it to the officials of Jerusalem and read it. Jeremiah 36 is where we see this. That takes this prophecy back to about 605 B.C. Baruch came from a well-connected political family. Working for Jeremiah didn't really enhance his political standing at all. You will recall that as Baruch's scroll was finally read to King Jehoiakim himself, the king had the pages burned in his fireplace as they were being read. So on this occasion, you might wonder what Baruch was thinking through all of this. Well, here's a short recap from Baruch's perspective in verse 3. This prophecy from Jeremiah indicates that there will be no smooth sailing for Baruch's future. However, rather than uh, poor-mouthing about his situation, verse 3, Baruch is told to recognize how much sorrow Judah's sins must have brought to God, verse 4. He should not seek great things for himself. And, in fact, we are told in verse 5, and he is told in verse 5, that his life will be spared. And that's the end of chapter 45. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walter. 